This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much and good morning, everybody. Good morning and welcome to our show for this Monday morning. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Uh, real, I know, Brandon, you're going to do sports, but just to uh, to recap, uh, Cowboys season opener, a loss against the Rams yep. in Los Angeles. From what I saw, and I saw maybe like a a quarter total. They didn't look. They didn't look. They didn't look bad. I no. mean, they look like a good team. No, I think um, if you, if you take that loss yesterday, it's oh my goodness, the season's over. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're jumping the gun a little bit. It's a little premature. Yeah, just pump the brakes. It's week one, man. It's week one, which is arguably the weirdest week one ever. There was no preseason games. You never really got to see what you were doing up against an, uh, another team. So just pump the brakes here. Although Tom Brady threw two picks. I'm not. I'm going to come right out and say it. I'm not sure I like the fake crowd noise in games where there are no crowds. I think I would rather just hear like what's going on on the field. Well, remember that was the big thing that was helping the XFL be successful is they had everybody mic'd up, and they were willing to put it in the broadcast. Yeah, I'm not even talking about micing up. I'm talking about like uh, I think there was one game over the weekend that had a that had fans in the in the crowd. Or had a crowd in the stands. Maybe there were two, but... Next week it's supposed to be, I think, four. I think I would rather just go with the natural sound. Don't don't even mic them up. Just, you know, let's hear those hits and let's let's hear what it sounds like without... It sounds weird. Without canned crowd. That's the thing. It sounds weird. I, I tuned into some of the, you know, national anthems and stuff like that, and there's no fake crowd noise there, so you get this kind of big... You know, it comes to a big point, and then silence. Speaking of uh, the national anthem, I, I saw that that was trending today, and, you know, it was like what the different teams did. It just dawned on me. Mm. I don't guess I tune in to watch the national anthems, because I watch football, but I usually get in there after the game started or in the first quarter, or if it's something I'm not all that interested in, I'll try and catch the second half, but... Is everybody now just tuning in to see if they're gonna what they're gonna do during the national anthem? I think so. They're looking to see what the players are doing and all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, well, that's a thing. Brandon, you want to preview what's what else is coming up in sports today? I mean, the big thing it's going to be football. We're going to be going over all the games. Tom Brady's first game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. The New England Patriots, obviously, their first game without Tom Brady. The Washington Football Team looking a lot better than people thought. They better do something because that whole organization uh, is is in some real trouble, you know. And there are like a lot of people, fans included, who are saying it's time for uh, Dan Snyder. I, I watched a, like an ESPN special about the Washington football team. I guess for years, like people have been very, very unhappy with the way Dan Snyder has been running uh, the team. And a lot of other stuff has come out. And it goes way, way beyond the the mascot name. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a lot of underlying oh, problems. Yeah, big time. So that's the most 
visible one and definitely the one that's gotten the most uh, talk over the past 20 years or 21 years since uh, Daniel Snyder bought the uh, Washington football team. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Lisa. Uh, Lisa's going to have news headlines. What are we looking at as far as news goes this morning, Lisa? Uh, weather is a really big thing. Got that, a tropical storm headed back up, like on the same path Katrina went on a year. Um, and not only that, but it's taken the same path that uh, Laura just went on, too. So an area that was just hit by a hurricane is going to get hit by another one. Um, so this is Tropical Storm Sally. It is going to turn into a hurricane. It's a strengthening as expected. So by tonight, they're saying um, there's uh, evacuations happening all over Louisiana in areas that were just hit. Uh, about a week ago, um, so they're saying rainfall about six could be up to 16 inches uh, is happening. And then let's not forget the wildfires that are happening all over California. Now we're hearing about 24 people dead, um, over three million acres burned, and uh, across the state there's uh, 29 major wildfires still burning. Um, but that one, I guess you could say, good thing that has come out of this. So I don't know if you know this or not, but prisoners, inmates, are a part of uh, fire teams that like, will go. And they get they get some kind of like uh, consideration on their parole or something if they're willing to go out and fight fires? No, it, this is a like a work thing that they do. Oh. But this is the interesting thing about it. So you could be a prisoner in prison out there fighting fires, prob- possibly for years, having that experience. But you can't apply to be a firefighter. Oh, that's what it was. They said that after their release that there would be maybe possibly some kind of preferential hiring or they would change that rule where you could be a firefighter if you did it uh, in emergency circumstances. They are changing it so that will start allowing and making it easier for uh, former inmates, uh, for felons to actually apply and start working at uh, fire departments. So this is something people are saying is great news because some of these guys, you know, um, let's be honest, they've been in jail for a few years. So they've probably gone through a, a few fire seasons fighting these fires. So they have the experience already ready and they know kind of what they should be doing out there. So uh, this is something that they're saying is um, great news that is coming out uh, from Governor Gavin Newsom um, that he has signed this. Is uh, it though? Why wouldn't it be? Well, I mean, let's just take uh, let's let's say that they don't apply this to violent offenders. So if you're a murderer, mm-hmm. or, you know, committed some kind of violent crime, you're not included, even if it's somebody who was, uh, you know, in for burglary, for instance, even after they're out, is that the person you want going through your house when it's been gutted and nobody's inside there? Um, <laughs> well, possibly. You know, for me, I think, that, first of all, you're making an assumption. I about, believe in second chances. I do. I'm just saying. You wouldn't want to get an entire fire squad that was made up of ex-cons. Mm, well, you're getting that already. But they're not well, ex-cons. They're still prisoners. But, but in an emergency situation, well, I guess any fire would be an emergency situation. But you know what I'm saying. When no, because I wouldn't. I would have no problem with that. Just because of the fact that these people are wanting second chances. Um, felons have an especially hard time finding jobs after the fact, after getting out of jail. Um, if they have this experience, and they could have years of firefighting experience uh, dealing with these different fires, and also why are they perfectly fine to? be working it when they're a prisoner but when they get out and they need a job opportunity and nobody wants to hire them and they have this work experience why would you not want to give them that well, opportunity? I think like in the wildfires they don't have enough I mean it's like a real back against the wall situation mm, I mean they need as many people as they can get but um, the inmate firefighter program that's been around for decades 
And um, these inmates are people who stand on the front lines. I know? definitely don't think somebody who's paid their debts to society should be prohibited from having a job like this. You know, if they're rehabilitated and everything. And, you know, maybe it doesn't apply to certain, uh, you know, certain crimes, but it does to others. All right. Uh, we got football tonight, a couple of games, in fact, as Monday Night Football kicks off with back-to-back games. The uh, early game, and it is going to be early, it's uh, 3.15 Central Time, 2.15 uh, Mountain Time, New York Giants hosting the Steelers. And then the later game uh, is the Broncos hosting the Titans. And tonight is the 29th season premiere of Dancing with the Stars on ABC. Now I understand. That's right. I saw Tiger, and the Tiger saw me. Tiger King's Carol Baskin is one of the celebrities. It was confirmed that she is going to dance to Eye of the Tiger. And everybody was talking like, oh, that's perfect. No, I saw a Tiger by Joe Exotic. If they had any guts, that's what they'd be doing. Uh, Others who are dancing include Nelly. A.J. McLean, uh, Charles Oakley, formerly of the New York Knicks, Vernon Davis, a bunch of others. Uh, Goes down the list here. Not all are as recognizable. You know what song Carol Baskin really needs to dance to? What's that? Carol Baskin. Killed her, husband, whacked Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Nice. Thank you, Joanna, who's not even here. (laughs) (laughs) Great like that. Joanna's off for a couple of days, but we're going to get to some entertainment news anyway. We have enough clips of Joanna. We can act like she is here. (laughs) Pretend she's here. Nice. (laughs) Uh, A couple movie delays to let you know about. Wonder Woman 1984 is being delayed until Christmas, so that's that's a new pushback. And the new Candyman has been pushed back all the way to 2021. That's the one that Jordan Peele's doing, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I saw the trailer. I didn't see Jordan Peele's name, but it said from the creator of Get Out and Us. So, you know, I figure that they're talking about Jordan Peele there. Here's the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. You can uh, join us on Facebook. You can see what's happening in the studio over at Facebook. Just look for Buzz Adams Morning Show, and you shouldn't have any problem finding today's video, which is already underway. And we've got a line set up if you want to call, and you don't want to go right through to the studio. Maybe you want to leave a message. You could call this any day of the week, 24 hours a day. It's a toll-free neckline, and that number is 844-805-NECK. 844-805-6325. Hey, am I the only person asking, did Tom Brady have a little cosmetic surgery done? Probably. Maybe something around the eye. Probably I'm the only one saying it, or probably he did have it No, done. he probably did. He's on TV now. Yeah. Yeah, but he was, I mean. I mean, he's looked like that for a few years. There's He's something jealous? different about his eyes. No, the, uh, what I'm saying is, who told Tom Brady, boy, you really need some plastic surgery? Mm, television Probably. execs? Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Maybe it's also, you know, maybe it's side mainly. effects of the TB12 method. <laughs> like, uh, when I tuned into the Tampa Bay game, I was, I was looking and I was like, do they have somebody else in for Tom Brady? 
And then I look closer. It's like, no, that's Tom Brady. Did you watch any hockey? Are you watching any of the playoffs? Oh, absolutely, uh, baby. Dallas Stars, man. One went away from the Stanley Cup final. Do they play tonight? Um, I believe so. I was watching. Uh, okay, what was I watching yesterday then? That would have been the Lightning and the, the Islanders. Islanders yes. Right. I don't watch a lot of hockey. Um, it's. I, I will say it's more exciting in person. Uh, I found. Oh man, live hockey is. It, arguably it, the most fun. It doesn't translate to TV as well as like, you know, I think football translates to TV really mm-hmm. well. I think basketball does too. But hockey is way more exciting in person. Do all of the players in the NHL have hilarious names? They almost sound like they could be joke names. Pretty much. Uh, I was watching yesterday. There were two players. I don't even know if they were on the same team. I don't know which team they were on, but it was like, there's Clutterbuck. Shattenkirk, over to Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck, back to Shattenkirk. Yep. It sounds like characters out of a Dickens novel, right? Oh, yeah. And then it's like, it was scored by Pat Maroon. You're familiar with all these names? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, we're going to get to sports coming up here in just a little bit. But before we do, let's take a look at entertainment news. Even though Joanna's not here, we're going <laughs> to take a look at entertainment. I took uh, our guest advice on Friday, mm-hmm. John Stringer was the guest, and we were talking about, you know, what are you watching, whether streaming or whatever. And he said Letter Kenny, so I started watching Letter Kenny, and yeah, it's it's really great. It's funny, right? <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm st- I'm going to start using some Letter Kenny phrases. Okay. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Lisa, you watched a little bit of uh, streaming TV over the weekend? I did. I was looking at everyone saying cancel Netflix over cuties. But then when you would ask them, okay, well, did you see the movie? A lot of people, well, no, you just have to watch that trailer. What could be so offensive about tiny little oranges? What's mm. the big deal with cuties that they want to cancel Netflix? No, over? it is the, it's not the tiny little oranges. No, it is mm. a French movie. And uh, it won awards at the Sundance Film Festival. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to watch it and see what's terrible about it. Okay, so here's what I know about it. Okay, let's hear. There was a a poster or a promo image that came out. It had a bunch of little girls, really little girls, Mm -hmm. uh, dressed like a sexy dance team. And and, dropping it like it's hot. Yeah, like one of them looked like they were were possible. I I don't know. So I had to look at the picture, and it was like, uh, okay, I can definitely see why people would, would find that problematic. Right, and the, and the pe- the people who made the movie even came out and said, hey, you know what, that's actually not the art that we chose for the movie when it was released in France. You know, and I was thinking about this. Are you telling me that Netflix got all the little actresses together and did a separate shoot, or is that an image from the movie? Which, in that case, it's still kind of on the plate of the filmmaker, I would think. Although, yeah. Netflix... Uh, you know, decided to use that. That's the way they wanted to market a movie about a bunch of eleven and twelve year olds. Well, so which was it? Um, it is a it is a shot from the movie um, that they turned into a poster for it. So that is a scene in the movie, and I, I watched it. And the thing is, okay, I it is cringeworthy. It is super cringeworthy. And there's just a lot of scenes in that movie. There's moments in that movie where I could go, okay, I can relate to that when I was a young girl. But most of the movie, 
was very, very like one of the scenes where she first meets her little friend who is a, a dancer. And she's just like in the laundry room, just dancing very provocatively mm-hmm. and, you know, in leather pants and a crop top. And she's, you know, shaking it and the girl's watching her. And I can understand she looks mystified, like, wow, look, look how strong and independent this girl is. That's my age. But they're 11. And I, I, I think the, the outrage, I can see why people are upset about it. Absolutely. And I, this movie, I think, as a whole would have gone over better if they had made it um, more for, I, I like, with 17 or 18-year-olds, like, girls who are coming into their sexuality. I could see that being a little bit more of people going, okay, this is... Yeah, but do they even have dance teams for, like, 17, 18-year-olds? Oh, yeah. Is this what this was about, a dance team? So it's about these girls that want to make a twerk team. They want to make a dance oh, team. Okay. And so they're young girls and they're competing. And one of the scenes for me that I just kind of went, yo, like that's a little, it's the team of girls who are the best in the area that are going to be competing. And these are girls are dancing and they look older. And I'm trying to find out how old this one girl is in this scene because this is where I was like, okay, this is weird. Because they're dancing and they're they're all twerking and they're doing, and I can understand that, whatever. But then at the end of the scene, the girl pulls up her top and like bears a boob. Oh, and no. this is like the oh, older no, no, team. No, no. This Come is on. the older team. Not the young girl, not the 11 year olds, but the team that they idolize. She does this and they're joking around saying, huh, watch out for your boob falling out. And they're all giggling about it. And I'm like, this is this. That's the moment you wanted to show of these 11 year old girls like the, the like, this is all in French, right? This is all in French. And the message hard pass. Yeah. And the message that the director is trying to make, I can understand because she's saying I grew up from a very strict Muslim Senegal uh, family. And so it's the girl, she is the the lead girl in the movie. She is very, they're telling her, you need to cover up. You need to be respectful of your body and da, da, da. I can understand that. But the actual dancing is so cringeworthy. And the whole movie, these girls are being told, like, you're young, act your age, act your age. I find myself like, act your age, act your age. Like, it's just, there's a lot of You very- agree with the repressive parents. You, you identified with the regressive parents in this case. Uh, to an extent. Let me ask you this. I don't think Did I... you have a... I wouldn't cancel Netflix over this. I, I wouldn't. I would say just don't... Use, it- use your better judgment going mm-hmm. forward. Did you have a problem with, and I really, since I'm talking to you, I should assume you haven't seen it. Did you have a problem with Little Miss Sunshine? Uh, first of all, I've totally seen Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Um, I loved like doesn't she do a real provocative like her grandfather that, gets to yeah. her and does she do like a virgin or or something that's a very provocative song and there's a lot of bump. Doesn't she dress up too as the pretty woman? I don't know. It's been so long since I saw it. Yeah, I just remember, remember thinking because everybody. The whole point of that was comedy in the sense of oh my god I can't believe like a how did they allow this to happen. And it was all because the grandfather was just, he's... Cause he remember, was the one who choreographed it. Well, he yeah, was sex-obsessed, too. And he's just like, well, all right, here, like, you know, just, just go with this. Because I remember at the time, it got a lot of critical acclaim, and I think Alan Arkin was nominated for uh, an Academy Award, and Wait. I think the movie was nominated for an Academy but Award. I thought it was, was completely a- inappropriate. I thought, but in that, that situation, I didn't think it was inappropriate. I thought it was a comedy, and this was where they were poking fun at that and how ridiculous it is for a young girl to be dressing and doing a dance like this. In this movie, 
they're not poking fun. They're celebrating this girl's burgeoning, uh, sex, uh, not sexuality, but a burgeoning femininity and how she is taking control of herself as a, as a person. And so instead of where, like, I see Little Miss Sunshine is making it a joke, like, this is so ridiculous, in this movie, they're celebrating it. So... If you didn't like Little Miss Sunshine's dance, you are not going to like the Netflix. I mean, there is one scene where my friend came over last night and we were going to dinner. Trust me, a coming-of-age uh, movie in French about girls from Senegal is probably not going to show up in my in my recommendations <laughs> anyway, Yeah, <laughs> based but I mean, on what I watch. <laughs> my friend walked in the room and she just looks and goes, dude, what the? And just starts, she's like, what are you watching? I'm like... This is that cuties movie. And she goes, oh, the one that everyone wants to cancel Netflix over. And so she sits down. We got through part. She got through about four minutes. And she's like, I can't even watch this. Like, I, this is so cringeworthy of just because it's the scene where the girls are learning how to twerk together. And it's just, yeah, it's just Ugh. very, yeah, I, I get the message that the director was trying to make. I understand that. But to use 11-year-old girls especially, it just doesn't come off. And I think if you would have kept the whole twerk team out of it and just made it a girl joining society in France and, you know, because the whole thing is, is her her dad has married another woman and is bringing this second woman into her mother's house. And they're polygamous. And the mother is heartbroken over it and thinking that she is not worthy and because she wasn't good enough, her husband has found someone else to replace her. And so I, I and that part of the movie, I really did. I found very interesting and I wanted to know more about that. But the cringeworthiness of the twerk team, I was like, I can't even get through this. I can't. So uh, I'm going to try and finish it today. But yeah, it is a uh, not. I, I just I don't I don't think the message came across correctly. All right. Well, but there's people like Tessa Thompson loved it from Avengers. Uh, Valkyrie, she loved it. She said the movie moved her and she thought it had a good message. And so there's people out there that are really enjoying it. But I real quick, I was not explain to me. And this is kind of like adult content. Why is Captain America's dong trending on Twitter? What's going on? Uh, Because he put out a video on his Instagram story and it was a screenshot of his actual his friends and him playing a, a game. And at the end of the video, you saw the shadow of a dingling on his phone. We don't know if it's his, though. It could be anybody. But there was a picture of a... of A, a male. The newest, a, the newest member of the Avengers. Genitalia. Right. So that's why Captain America's dong is, twi- is trending. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. There's a class action lawsuit against Anheuser-Busch. I thought a class action lawsuit required more than two people, but apparently not, because as two people have filed a class action lawsuit against Anheuser-Busch, arguing that their Bud Light Limerita mm-hmm. doesn't contain any tequila. What? Do you Did anybody think that the Bud Light <laughs> you get at the grocery store next to the White Claw actually had tequila in it? Is no. that a thing that no. anybody ever thought? No. Also, I well, bet it doesn't have... Apparently a, two people did. It probably also doesn't have lime in it, for that matter. I mean, you know, <laughs> all you have to do. Well, I, I guess it depends on the state because let's if you find the limeritas at our grocery stores in Texas, you know it doesn't have liquor in it. Yeah, I, I don't think that product exists where they put the where they put tequila in the Bud Light, but 
uh, I guess. Well, they they wouldn't be able to sell it because you can't sell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. I mean, for us especially, have you really- noticed at the grocery store they got like a little shelf, like one shelf has got some hard alcohol on it. At Albertsons, like over next to the wine. Notice the next time you got like a little bottle of vodka, a little bottle of, I don't know, whiskey. Is it actual? It looks like it. You know, I didn't look closely, but yeah, I mean, what else would it be, right? Non-alcoholic alcohol? Is that a thing? No, but like it <laughs> might be something where instead it's like a limerita where it's not made with. No, it looks like a liquor bottle. I th- I think they've started letting them sell, but not much because it's not like when you go to the grocery store in New Mexico and there's like a whole aisle of half hard, ga- hard half liquor. Gallons. Yeah, half gallons of tequila. Oh, Dancing with the Stars tonight. I know some people are into that. And they had the mask last night. Was it a full-on episode, or was it just like a like a teaser episode? Or did you not get around to watching it? Are you going to watch what? the mask? The mask. The masked singer. The masked singer. Oh, there okay, you go. I'm like the movie, the mask no, with no, Jim the, Carrey. The masked singer. Sorry. Oh, um, I don't have cable. Remember, so I didn't even know that was on. Well, how do you watch it when you and Joanna get really wound up in it? Hulu. Wait I, till the next day. I thought Hulu was TV. It's no. It's on demand, but because everybody I mean, said get have, rid of my cable and live. Somebody said get rid of your cable and just have Hulu. Yeah, because you can watch the shows the next day. No, no, so I still get ABC. The, you I can't still, watch the news the next day. I mean, you yeah, can, I do. I watch um, what's his name, Muir, David Muir. The previous day, though. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work for me. They do have Hulu Live, which is live television. Yeah, see, I see. I have Sling, but it doesn't have any of the local channels, so it doesn't have like the Fox, the ABC. Same for us, but we have rabbit ears for that. Yeah, see, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't purchased them yet, still. But yeah, so I can't watch like the Mass Singer and stuff. I'll watch it at like my parents' house if I'm over there, but even then, it's you know, my dad's got to get into the uh, the uh, what's her name, Judge Judy, because you know it's her last season. Is it? Yeah. She's doing a new show, but they're not going to have, like, the Judge Judy show anymore. That was the thing. She's the highest paid person on television. I think she has been for, like, 30 years in a row uh-huh. or something. But yeah, no, like a long is, time. This is her last season doing the Judge Judy show. She has something else coming out, but I can't remember what it is. But so every day, my dad, he's like, move. Win Judge, Judge Judy. Judy's money? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like old Win Ben Stein's money? All right, uh, so there was something that went out. A lot of people shared it on social media, and it looks like they're... It's one of those things that may not be based in any kind of truth uh, about the Netflix CEO. So Netflix was under <laughs> fire for that show that you watched over the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, Cuties. Yeah. But what is the story about the CEO of Netflix? There was a headline that hit over the weekend, and I, I saw it because I have friends who dive very deep into the conspiracy theories, and they're very quick to share things. And this one happened to be about the Netflix CEO getting busted for um, having, let me get the exact headline here. Netflix CEO gets busted with 13,000 files of child pornography. All right, well, that's a very serious charge. It's a very serious charge. So to my friend, who's a, he's a close friend, this is somebody that, that I consider one of my best friends, I asked him flat out, I was like, do you have an actual source on this or just a picture with an outrageous claim? 
And he said uh, it wasn't extremely difficult to find. You just Google it. Well, and see, and that's yeah, you and can that's Google anything, things. and you can find something that, like a Google search, uh, is not a source. Well, when you a, ask somebody what's your source on that, uh, oh, just Google it. it. That is not an acceptable answer, or it doesn't win your argument anyway. Yeah, and he even said here, he says, I just Googled and found at least five sources with the story. FBI arrested him. 279 of the 13,000 files were actual missing trafficked children. What are the chances that the search results were just other people who had posted the same meme or whatever? Well, when I looked it up, that's pretty much what it was. And it looked like this originated God. from... Is your friend dumb? You know, I'm starting to question yeah. that. Um, no, I mean... Look, some people are smarter than other people. I'm just I asking, think, is I, your I friend a dumb person? No, I don't think it's that he's dumb. I think it's that he's very Tunnel rooted vision. in his beliefs, and he's one of those people that's very quick to share something online without giving it a true fact check because, for him, fact checking is just finding it somewhere else on the internet. Because, for him, the media and the news is fake it's propaganda the news stations aren't out there for our best interest so you can trust what random people exactly say and on social media i started to point all of this See, out to that's, him that's that's really that is really drinking the kool-aid there when you, you you start you know reputable sources are not reputable sources but unreputable sources are yeah once you've gone down that path i don't know if there's any coming back and really. he's gone pretty far down that path and i'm i think one of the things for me is i'm trying to bring him back i guess and so i pointed it out to him where when i look it up i was like these are not actual sources just being able to find something on the internet that agrees with something you believe that doesn't make it a fact that doesn't make it evidence you, you still need to find this this is the same thing that was going with antifa starting the fires up in oregon there have been arrests made of people setting fires there's been no evidence that they're antifa at least to my knowledge yet there there might be but when everybody sees these headlines they immediately jump to a conclusion they immediately feel they know what's best and as long as something on the internet confirms their beliefs well they have to be right okay well one that i saw over the weekend was that uh black lives matter are now shooting at firefighters trying to fight fight the forest fires and right there just on its face that sounds very questionable like the kind of thing you would want to get some independent confirmation on uh, from a reliable source people were posting it so i googled it and you're right you could find in the top searches you could find people who had googled the same thing but you could also find on politifact where they said this is not even remotely true and even oh, the sheriff's oh, offices oh. up up there have said that it's not true but that's the thing is that you oh, politifact is politifact's got to be a left-wing website or snopes it's owned by people who anything that disagrees with Soros. me is is lying because they're disagreeing with me is exactly. what it sounds like and the and one of my whole points over this weekend I, I even i did a couple of articles one was about the the false antifa claims and then i did another article about here's what we know about the wildfires and arson and i want to make sure that confirmed information is what's being put out there because there was another friend of mine on facebook who was like look see they're starting it and they found a, a picture from um there was a screenshot from a Twitter account that claims to be Antifa that made the claim, well, 
we're we are over in Oregon starting the fires right now. And that was it. There was there was nothing else to it. But since it confirmed something she already believed, that was worth a share in putting out well, there. Well, anybody could post, I'm Antifa and I and killed JFK. It, and that's exactly right? my point. I'm not saying that it's completely false. I'm not saying that it, it there's no way it's not happening. But to share erroneous information or information that cannot be fact-checked is a massive, massive problem. And the interesting thing is in that screenshot, it had the one post that said, um, basically, we're over in Oregon starting all the fires. The post right after that said, I really love my new TV from Target. From the same account. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not a red flag to you. That, that this that, is maybe not a news, yeah, newsworthy source. Yeah, that this isn't worth sharing. So okay, I even so, went to that 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 Twitter account, and I found out that it hadn't even been touched in a few years, or it, or it had been deleted. The, the past three years of history have been deleted, and it just it was all false information. And then going back to my friend who who shared the Netflix story, he has a major problem with the movie Cuties. Which I think a lot of people, like Lisa even said she couldn't get through it. Like, it's just, it's a, a little disturbing, right? Disturbing Lisa, I'm not going to watch it, but you said that you found it a little Yeah, I try and think that I'm very, I think that I'm very open-minded and I try to, you know, watch it with a open mind and then So what it sounds it. like is people will piggyback. There's this controversy that, about this French movie that make, that sexualizes these little girls. We're going to piggyback off the back. We're going to springboard off of that. We're going to say that Reed Hastings was arrested on yeah. child porn charges. And so my friend even said, well, I guess my point is this. And it was, I don't agree with the movie Cuties. I think it was disgusting, which is why he shared that. And I was like, dude. Well, just say that. Do, just claim the thing but, you have evidence see, and for. And that's the thing is that even that point where I, I try to tell him like, yeah, but you then compromise everything you say after that. By the way, and I know we got to take a break. Mm -hmm. Just keep in mind, uh, intelligence services had have confirmed that the Russians are at it again. So when you uh, and and the uh, the Chinese too, to a lesser extent, and for lesser uh, and for different reasons. But when you read something and you're thinking, who would make something up like that? Well, the answer could be uh, somebody being paid by the Russians or somebody who's actually in the Russian yep. uh, intelligence services who is putting stuff up that up there just to make just to confuse us to sow chaos. So don't be a tool of Russian intelligence, I guess is what I'm saying. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. What's going on in the background? I keep hearing like an echo of our show. Did you go to the chat? Did you Are go you to in the, the chat? No, no, uh -huh. no. I didn't go to the chat. You won't find me liking anybody's comments there. That's, uh, I told you I was going to stay away from the chat. So then why was the chat playing? I don't know that it was the chat. I, you can't prove it and I won't admit it. Okay. You know, we can see your screen. Yeah. Now you didn't see the chat on my screen. Well, I keep hearing I, I keep hearing our show. Yeah. Are you hearing it now? Not at this moment, uh, but when we... Off. Maybe you're hearing things. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. but Lisa, both you and I, by the way, mm -hmm. we're hearing things. Twice. Yeah. That's so weird. Okay. We might have to... <laughs> Might have to go adjust. Do we need to go over again why Buzz is Which, by the way, dude, not to not to postpone news here really quick, but yeah, no. dude, stay the hell off of Facebook and stay out of the chat. Wait, we encourage people to go to no, the chat. No, you. I'm talking to you mm. specifically. Not not the chat, but like my Facebook page. Like you were commenting on a post that I put two days ago. Uh, yeah, well, that wasn't on the chat. I, that was at home while I was watching Stop football. Stop trying to get in fights with my friends on Facebook. I didn't want to get in a fight. I just wanted to question what they were saying. Was that your friend who said that 
like Antifa's lighting all the fires and the uh, in Is Netflix. that the one that did the Netflix thing? No, different person. That's a different guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you just want me to stay off Facebook? Yeah, I don't think it's good for you, man. <clears throat> you think it kind of gets me like in a, I get you in all a bad riled cycle? Up and, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you end up in one of those kind of vortexes of, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change everybody's mind and I'm going to Let me just tell them here. to F off real quick. Yeah, F the F off. Well, some people need to be told to F the F <laughs> off. I mean, uh, every so often, is the, that what I... That is the rational move in some cases. Oh okay. So according to the latest numbers from Johns Hopkins, uh, the United States has confirmed over 6.5 million diagnosed cases across the U.S. since the beginning, just over 194,000 succumbing to the illness. The good news, more than 2.4 million, though, have recovered from the virus. So good news. Oh, you ready for my uh, for my additional updates? Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. So. Survey, 27% of people say they would be willing to wear a face mask during sex. Okay. I guess the way they worded it was, you know, if sex was only on the table, if you had to wear a face mask, mm-hmm. would you would you do it? Mm-hmm. And 27% of people said they'd be willing to wear a face mask. I got a feeling that if that scenario were really played actually out, brought up, a lot more it's going to be a lot more than 27%. 35% of people said they would be willing to wear one to go into a strip club. Interesting. Here's another uh, possible side effect of COVID-19. You know, there have been some strange side effects with, with this virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's another one. For some people, it makes coffee smell like rotten meat. Oh. What was the deal? You just like lost your sense of smell? Wasn't that what they were saying a few months ago? Uh, taste and smell. Ta- yeah. You lose your sense of taste and smell. Mm-hmm. Well, if all of a sudden coffee starts smelling like rotten meat, oh, no. either you've got COVID-19 or your coffee's gone bad, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. Uh, Louis Vuitton has created a luxury face shield that's reportedly going on sale next month. Jeez. It's going to be priced Right around $1,000 for the Louis Vuitton luxury face shield. And there is uh, a a mom in the U.S., of course, who's an anti-masker and thinks the whole thing is a hoax and a conspiracy. She's getting blasted after she said that she grounded her teenage daughter for wearing a mask. Good Lord. Jeez. (laughs) Let me see what it says here. Good for the daughter. She's getting dragged on Twitter after brazenly admitting that she grounded her teenage child for wearing a mask behind her back. Jeez. Imagine being a teenager and your mom wants to ground you for doing the thing that the CDC and the National Institutes of Health say you should be doing. The mother in question was responding to a tweet from a random hashtag MAGA account proclaiming September 15th to be no more mask day. In this nonsense, states a graphic in the tweet, throw the filthy things away. And then the mom chimed in and said, I don't have one to throw away. And my teenager is grounded for for wearing one at the store behind my back. Oh, my God. It's probably one of these things where she's like, I'm going to go in and cause a scene. And you're going to cause a scene because you're not allowed. And then the girl probably just like. She turns around. She she put on a mask because it's so freaking embarrassing that you're my mom. Yeah. And then she got grounded for doing that. I feel bad. So it came from a. 
a, a Twitter account with like a hashtag MAGA and stuff. Did she hear Trump talking about how it's actually it's airborne? See, and it's not I, just coming you know, into contact. I was and wondering it's about far that. Far worse than the actual flu. I was wondering about that because it seems like most, not all, but the majority of people who are very anti-mask or who believe the thing is a hoax seems to coincide with with how into Trump they are. Like there seems to be a correlation. And I was wondering, well, what what's your internal dialogue when you hear the audio of Trump telling Bob Woodward, you know, it's it's way worse than the flu. It's way worse than your most aggressive flu. It's airborne. You know, you get it people to people. Like, do they do they just ignore that or do they think it was fate somehow? Right. But if if it's so tied into your political identity, what do you do when you hear Trump contradict the contradict stuff, that, the stuff that, that you were already backing with the, hey, let's, you know, let's not wear masks. I mean, I, I guess maybe you just you just try not to think about that. Right. Because that would seem to be a big. Uh, flaw in whatever passes for logic among the the deniers. Uh, here are the updated stats on confirmed coronavirus cases as of last night. Uh, total hey. cases in the U.S. six point seven million, with more than one hundred ninety eight thousand five hundred deaths. So we'll be we'll be over two hundred thousand. Yeah. Tomorrow or the next day. And you haven't guessed yet. What are the two states with the positivity rate going up? I the I first think one I'm going with is Hawaii. Because I know that it was a while ago, so I'm kind of banking on it still is. These are the two states that are growing faster with COVID cases and infections than anywhere else in the nation. Are we talking about the highest by percentage or the highest of new cases? Positivity rate. Uh, I'm going to say they're probably low population states, so I want to go Iowa with one of them. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Well, give me the the two states and I'll tell you if you're... Iowa and I'll go South Dakota. I'm saying Hawaii and Wyoming. Ooh, Buzz, you got one. Uh-huh. Both the Dakotas ah, are growing uh, faster uh, than anywhere else. North and south. Yep, that, north and that's south. That's Sturgis, man. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, North Dakota and South Dakota leading the country in new cases per capita over the last two weeks, ranking first and second respectively, according to Johns Hopkins. South Dakota has also posted some of the country's highest positivity rates for COVID tests in the last week, over 17%, indicating there are more infections than tests are catching. And uh, why do you think that is? They say schools and universities reopening, but also mass gatherings, for instance, like Sturgis Motorcycle Rally drew hundreds of thousands of people from across the country. So they're saying it's not surprising that they have one of the highest COVID reproduction rates in the country. You know, I was watching. Uh, the president had a couple of campaign rallies over the weekend. Mm-hmm. One and I was in Nevada. The reporters were there. One was in Nevada. The other one, I think, was in Wisconsin or Michigan. But the reporters there were saying, "Look, it's an enclosed space. Hardly anybody's wearing a face mask. Uh, if we ask the you know the people running the event, they say, oh, we're taking temperatures and giving masks to everyone, but nobody's wearing a mask.' I, I think they were all but saying." Look, this is this is a super spreader deal. You know, the president comes to these places, all these people get together in one place. And then even worse, if they do get it, they take it back to their communities, which might be 30 Mm -hmm. or 60 miles away or whatever. Listen, the ghost of Herman Cain says it's fine, yo. So, I mean, 
We're going to get a check of sports, big sports day yesterday. I mean, really, if all the all the stuff is happening at one time, you got the beginning of the football season, but you got the playoffs for NBA and, and the playoffs for NHL, and those things don't don't overlap in a normal world. Um, so we're going to have a look at sports coming up here in just a few minutes. I was noticing on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I want to quiz you because I know you lived in South Florida, Brandon. I did. Twenty-one eight years. Year, eight years and eight years in Florida. Do you think it affected you permanently? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Twenty-one years ago, <laughs> in 1999, on this date, Disney World closed down for the first time in its 28-year history. Do you know why Disney World had to close down? They'd never closed down before. Man, I thought... 1999, were you there? No, 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 no. That was about six years before I was there. I, oh, okay. I moved there in 05. Man. Um, what was the the exact date? Well, today is... It would have been September 14th, 1999. 1999. Hurricane, maybe? Yeah, that would be my guess. Floyd. Yep. There you go. Hurricane Floyd. Well, since then, it's closed four more times for the weather. So I guess if if you need any proof that hurricanes are becoming more frequent, more powerful, especially in that part of the country, you don't have to look any further than the Disney World uh, scale. Like the how we times, have the, uh, the Waffle House scale yeah. to check out the Disney World scale. How bad is the weather based on if the Waffle House is open or not? So since then, it's closed down four more times, and it was for... Hurricanes Francis and Jean in 2004, Hurricane Matthew in 2016, and Irma in 2017. Uh, Disney World, as as well as most amusement parks and, let's face it, pretty much everything also closed down on September 11th, 2001 because of uh, the terrorist attacks. Mm -hmm. I happened uh, to be out driving around not just driving around for fun. I had to take my kids somewhere, but dri- driving around right before the the Cowboy game started yesterday. Mm-hmm. You could really tell that people were having a lot of parties at the houses. I mean, you could tell just by the cars, lined, cars up lined up on the street. Mm-hmm. For what? But also you'd see people going in, you know, like, like with their Cowboy jerseys on, carrying covered dishes and stuff like that. I was just laughing because just I, count just to watch the game. I had know? no idea there was a game last night, and my friend and I went to dinner, and we went and sat on the patio, and both of us were like, "Who's Elliot? And why are there so many jerseys for him?" Mm-hmm. And then finally, we realized the guy comes up to us, "Hi, welcome to the official Dallas Cowboys fan club." We're like, "Oh, we picked the wrong restaurant." <laughs> Why, you got something against the Cowboys? I mean... No, I... Uh, Lisa's a Cowboy but hater? I, 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 I don't like football in general, so... Let me write just, that as a post. Lisa, Cowboy hater? Question <laughs> mark. Yeah. It's football in general. That, and the guy asked us, do you want to join the raffle? And I told him, I was like, look, bro, I'm going to be honest. We didn't even know there was a game today. We just came to eat. Join the raffle. You don't know what you could have won. Okay, I tried it's, it's, to. It's somebody like you that's going to win that thing. Yeah. Somebody that's who's what not I said. a Cowboy I, fan. He goes, well, the raffle tickets are only a dollar. And I looked at my friend, I'm all... McKenna, dude, if we entered and she's like, and we won something, how mad would these fans be? We started laughing. We're like, yeah, well, and, and we look and the guy already walked off. <laughs> he was like, no, they don't get to enter anymore. I know for a fact that you know who Ezekiel Elliott is. No, I really didn't at first. And that's why I was like. But I know that Eze- you know who it, Ezekiel Elliott is. Crop top. You, 
Okay, sometimes. Did yeah. you see his new tattoo? <laughs> no, I just know him as crop top because he wears that little crop top all the time. Yeah. Well, the reason he wears the crop top is to show his stomach. What's his tattoo? I think it says feed me. Feed me? Yeah. He kind of like looks feed like... feed him the ball? Oh, he, I thought it had you know, like, like a... when p- he gets a first down stuff, he does the, the eating motion? Like, you oh, know, right, like me. soup? Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I thought maybe he had a picture of Audrey, feed too. Feed me some more. <laughs> 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 I just... Feed yeah. me all night long. Whenever I see him in that crop top, I always just think of the longest yard, the cheerleaders. Like from the prison. <laughs> Tracy <scene>. Morgan. <laughs> yeah. That's what Ezekiel Elliott looks like in the crop top. Great. This is a real this is a good example of our different generations. So <laughs> when Lisa said I saw the, the cheerleaders, I was imagining the Burt Reynolds movie as like, did they have cheer? and then I'm like, No, of course she's talking about the Adam Sandler version. Yeah, they always show it on Comedy Central. Uh, so I woke up today, and yes. within a couple of hours, I realized that Captain America's dong mm-hmm. was trending on Twitter. Yeah. How how did this happen in the world? How did this develop that everybody... And how is it that everybody <sighs> seems to know about this well, except me? I woke up on uh, Sunday morning to this glorious news uh, that his dingling had been shared on accident on Instagram. Which- why don't we... Why don't... Let's do this. Let's do the rock news. Okay. Because you got that ready. And also, then, yeah, because Brandon and I have some questions about you in a second, but we'll bring uh, it up. I don't see why I should be brought into this. I don't have anything to do with Captain America's dingling. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but you seem to be in the know mm-hmm. about it. I am. Just give me the lowdown here. How did how did Captain America, Chris Evans' wiener, end up being on his Twitter? <laughs> how did that happen? So he shared a video, like a screen uh, grab of a video of him and his friends. They were all playing heads up, uh, like just a little game over the weekend. Well, in the video, he was showing <laughs> it from his... Heads up, I can geez. see. And in the video, at the end, it goes back to his camera his camera roll on his phone. And in there, you can see a bunch of different photos. And one of them, on the right-hand corner, is a shadowy member of the Avengers team, shall we say, uh, that you can see. Now, there's no, like, moments in it that you see. You don't see his face. You don't see anything that distinguishes it as Chris Evans. We know that it's a dong, but we don't even know if it's a real dong or if it's his dong. It's just a dong that was on his camera roll. Yeah, I just love, though, how Buzz always says whenever something like this happens, he doesn't want to see the the pictures because he sees it as a violation of their uh, privacy. However, when I said I have the photo, Buzz was like, let me see it. Yeah, the but, first thing he's like, I want to see it. <laughs> What's a dude rule? I mean, it's different. <laughs> you know? I just have, I want, I have so many questions about the picture of him. It's a picture of his face at the top and the it one says, guard pr- that. Guard that. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, the jokes are writing themselves all weekend. And I just felt so bad because at one point they're like, well, now we know what goes with America's ass. (laughs) That's America's ass. That's America's penis. That's USA's dong. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I read a couple stories today and thought to myself, hey, that sounds like me. Or that sounds like something that's happened to me. Um, They did a survey. Would you ever end a relationship with someone because you didn't like the same foods? Ooh, (laughs) Like, could you date a vegan is a good question. That's a pretty extreme example, but (laughs) I'm not saying the only reason Uh one of my relationships ended was the food. It was just that if we had a steak, she could not physically be present at the table because it was too raw too rare 
for her. She was like, I cannot, I cannot sit here while you have that on your plate. She wasn't a vegan. Like, she'd order a steak. She'd order, like, a New York strip, but she'd ruin it. too much blood. Yeah, she'd get it, like, medium well. Which, to me, if you're going to eat a steak medium rare, just have a hamburger. Mm -hmm. Or medium well, rather. So I would get mine. Well, it depends on the place. Like, normally I'll go with medium rare, but if I know that their medium rare is a little more than I like it, I'll I'll just get it rare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, look, I, I don't mind you eating it. I just, it's too gross for me to be at the table. I think that was like one of the reasons it didn't work out between us. But according to a news survey, one out of seven people say that they would end a relationship, even a good relationship, if they were food incompatible. That's 14% of the people in this survey said everything else is great, but if we're food incompatible, uh, it's not going to work out. Have you ever been food incompatible with anybody? Um, I dated a vegetarian. It seems like a vegetarian, it would be a deal breaker for the vegetarian more than it would be for the meat eater. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it to, like a, a lot of my friends are vegetarians, but they just, you know, they'll go eat with you. It, it's more of you have to go somewhere that has options for them. And so, and that's it. it uh, our one of our friends we were just talking about off air. She's a vegetarian, and I go eat with her all the time. But and she always makes a really good point. She's like, hypothetically, let's say all four of us go to eat together, and she's the vegetarian. You're if you don't have any vegetarian options on your meal or on your menu, she's like, you, I can't go there. So we have to go somewhere else. So I could see how it could be a complication, but well, is she vegetarian or vegan? Because vegans is more hardcore, as I understand it. Um, vegans are a lot more hardcore. Um, yeah, because you can't like, even have milk. You can't have eggs. Cheese. Cheese mm-hmm. is a good example. Yeah, uh, vegans are a lot more difficult, but um, I don't think it would be a, a deal breaker. I have plenty of friends. The thing that's changed for me, like my wife is allergic to pork, like pork chops. So we don't eat that. But it's, I mean. She's allergic to pork chops? Yeah. How about How bacon? Weird. See, oddly enough, no. She can have bacon and she can have ham, but like an actual pork chop, her windpipe will start to close up and she it goes into this kind of almost anaphylactic shock. Oh, my God. So we don't eat that at the house and I'm OK with it. If I ever want pork, when we go out to eat somewhere, I'll have it. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker. It's like, oh, OK. Survey found 30% of people uh, say food is more important to them than sex. What well, percent? Like 30. But this could have been, you know, like, cup. I could see if you've been married like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's like, uh, you know what? Food is actually the priority here. <laughs> and almost half of people in a separate survey say they've had an office romance. Now, I'm not going to ask anyone to share their stories of office romance unless they want to. But I dated a co-worker. We dated for like four and a half years. And why it did was, you and Steve break up? Oh, is that what happened? Me and Chad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she she was not my boss. I wasn't her boss. We worked on opposite sides of the building. Uh, and I know like officially it's it's discouraged at most places and it, it's officially discouraged at our place, but 
I look at it this way. For some people, work is where you meet people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's the case with me. If I don't if I don't meet somebody at work, there's a good chance I'm not going to meet them. <laughs> so, it was a it was a great relationship while while it lasted. Do you think that sounds about right? About half of the people that you know have had a relationship with somebody it in the same office? Pretty high. It does seem high. Uh, according to the new survey, almost half of people say that they've had an office romance at some point, whether it was just a one-time thing or a full-fledged relationship. And mine was a full-fledged relationship. We were like, yeah, you know, but for the longest, for say the relationship was four and a half years, for three and a half years, we wouldn't be a couple at station events. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody saw us, it would be like, oh, Buzz and this other person that I'm talking about. What are you guys doing here? Oh, we just, you know, decided to meet up for dinner. We were on a date, right? Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, they hang out a lot. It wasn't until like three and a half years into the relationship that we would actually hold hands in front of other people from work, but not at work. Am I being clear about this? I think that, well, (laughs) yeah, but I also think uh, a little bit of it is uh, people nowadays don't really, like you were more likely to go out with friends after work, which I think... Uh, the younger generation are more likely just to go home. So I think... What do you mean, just go home and get it on or just go home alone? No, go home alone, but like oh. go home <laughs> and like watch movies or play video games. That's the way... Or, it, you know what? You nailed it. That's the way it... Uh, I nailed it too, but that was the way it... You know, like a meet up after work and, you know, over time become fond of the other person and... Well, no, I mean, yeah. like, they're more likely to date someone at work because they're less likely to meet someone at, in person. Oh, you're so, saying yeah. now? Yeah. Nah, I have a nah, lot. Nah, nah. You millennials are getting it on all kinds of different new ways that we never thought of with your tenders and your grinders. With your grinders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot Everybody's of guy friends that the- I look at, and I'm like, bro, how much time do you spend doing World of Warcraft and whatever other? What do you mean? Like, they're just... They go, they, yeah, they go home and play video games. They don't want to go out. They don't want to, you know, go do that stuff, like go to a bar or to a dinner or social interactions. They'd rather just go home and play video games. I have a ton of friends like that. Uh, out of the, close to half, but out of those five, one out of five, rather, are still together. So it was like an office romance that worked out for them. But some other uh, findings, and, and this is a, not a scientific survey. It was done by The Sun. The average office romance lasts just over 10 months. Says that's when the awkwardness starts. 16% of people are still working with someone they once had an office romance. Oh, yeah. No, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, it would be yeah. work. It's I was weird. like, why does, it get, why does it get awkward after 10 months? They're saying, no, whenever the relationship ends, then it gets weird at work. Uh, survey also found one in five people have had at least three office romances. And about one out of ten people say that they have ha- had a relationship, either a dating or sexual relationship, with a boss or supervisor. So now you know. Uh, so a Willie Nelson story has uh, come out, and it's actually a variation on a story that I've heard for a long time. He smokes marijuana. What? Well, it does have to do with marijuana. Oh, there you it go. absolutely does. Let me see if I can bring it up here. So Willie Nelson uh, told a story about when he was invited to play at the White House, and through the years, he's 
this is you know a, a fairly well known Willie Nelson story. So through the years, he would tell the story. He was invited by Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was a fan. Uh, Willie Nelson went to the White House, and he said that he went on top of the roof and smoked marijuana with some people that worked in the White House. But he never specified who they were. Well, we now know who it was because Jimmy Carter, who's still alive, guys. Still building houses, too. Yeah. Jimmy Carter in a new documentary revealed that it wasn't a a White House employee or a staffer. It was his son, (laughs) Jim Chip Carter, Jimmy Jr., He's like, hell yeah, I'll go with you, Willie. The documentary is called Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. Believe me, nobody called Jimmy Carter Rock and Roll President Until when he was now. the president. <laughs> Carter confirmed the anecdote described in Nelson's, in Willie's autobiography. It says here, I'm going to read. Nelson had hid the identity of Carter's son in the book in which he referred to his companion as a servant in the White House. Eh, servant, son, son. whatever. Uh, Jimmy Carter said, when Willie Nelson, I wonder if I can do a Jimmy Carter. I've never tried. When Willie Nelson wrote his autobiography, <laughs> he confessed that he smoked pot in the White House one night when he was spending the night with me. It's a weird way to phrase it. A little yeah. Bill Clinton dropping in there, too. And he says that his companion that shared the pot with him was one of the servants in the White House. That is not exactly true. It actually was one of my sons, which he didn't want to categorize as a smart a smart poker. A smart poker. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look this up because I thought it sounded fake because I remember when Carter was in the White House. I was a kid, but he had a young daughter who was about my age, Amy Carter. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he had any sons. He's talking about multiple sons. Uh, But I looked it up. He does have Jimmy Jr., otherwise known as Chip Carter, Mm -hmm. who was, uh, looks like he went into broadcasting and was a sports director at a TV station. But... Yeah, everybody knew who Amy Carter was because mm-hmm. that was the daughter and she was still in grade school or whatever. I was unaware that it, of his son, but maybe his son was just up on the roof blazing out with all the different music stars. <laughs> yeah. That would all come right, by. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I never knew Jimmy Carter had a son. I knew the story about Willie sparking one up on the roof, but I didn't know it was with Jimmy Carter's son. And I didn't know until today Jimmy Carter had a son. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, after getting blown out, which, you know, was to be expected against Texas, UTEP is going to play Abilene Christian. I hope that's a home game, right? Is it a home game? I think it is. Yeah, I believe so. Steve might join us later in this hour. Apparently, I wrote a, an article about whether or not the miners should consider dropping down, like, from... Okay, so in FBS, that's kind of like the elite. But not really, because teams like NMSU and UTEP are in it. But it's... There are about 120 teams that are uh, FBS teams. Then you drop down to, like, FCS. It's still... NCA Division One, but it's just a lower level, and I I would just argue that in its history uh, of having a football program, UTEP has played more like one of those teams than you know a team that should be in the same league as Alabama or Texas. Uh, but I guess Steve had a lot of a lot of issues with that, so maybe he's going to talk about it. Um. 
Yeah, he's on a sales call right now. He says that when he's done, he'll, yeah. uh, he'll let us know and he'll jump on. You know, I don't even think I expressed an opinion. I just said, here are the pros and cons. I don't even think I, I took a position on it. Wasn't your headline, UTEP needs to go down? Well, I don't always write the headline. I, I wrote, should UTEP go down? But one of the things that, that is out of my control is how they edit the headline, especially the headline, sometimes the story, uh, which can cause for some wacky mix-ups. But you could go yeah, over... Yeah, it was just, it was, should UTEP football consider dropping down a level? Question mark. Uh, that, that sounds like what I wrote. So you could go over and read that at klaq.com or buzzadamshow.com. Well, since I've got the website opened, uh, Lisa's got the scheduled road uh, construction closures for El Paso this week. What? Yeah, good to know hey. that my entire commute this week, I need to tell Joanna. It's going to be, I'm going to have to take back roads. There's a new exit for for Monticello. Mm-hmm. And it Montecio? says Montecio, whatever. Yeah. And it, it says Mesa Mesa Park. So just out of curiosity, on the way to work one day last week, I decided to take it. It's like, I wonder, you know, it's it's eventually going to hook up with where the Montecio. Yeah. Did you get sent back around? You just, you you just, get, it, it yeah. just turns you right back to Sunland Park. Yeah, right now it's a Yui. <laughs> yeah, right now it's right. a Yui. But. So I found out it doesn't go anywhere except back to Sunland Park Drive. But I, I guess eventually it's probably going to hook up mm-hmm. maybe around kind of where Top Golf is. And then, or maybe, I don't know exactly. Which is smart. And that's convenient. Because think about it. They're, between Executive and Sunland, there's really nothing. Uh, so I mean, that's a pretty big stretch. A land well, because right for the longest time there was nothing there, mm-hmm. so they didn't really need one. But I, I, they, they've been planning this from the get-go, haven't they? As far as the I-10, yeah. why didn't they project? have anything there? Do you do you know if that was like protected because it was an arroyo or whatever? I have no idea because that seems like prime real estate. You know, all across from on I-10, that entire corridor, you've got businesses kind of like on an access road off of I-10 on the you know the south and the north mm-hmm. side. You got all this real estate over here, and they're developing it. Mm-hmm. Finally, it's amazing. The more you drive back in there, and especially if you don't, if you don't go back in that area mm-hmm. where Monte, Monticello is, how do you say it? Montecillo. Are you sure? Yeah. Montecillo. All right. If you haven't been there in a few months, you'll go, and there's all this new stuff. It's like wow, there's like three new apartment complexes and a bunch of new stores, and there's a gym and everything. So that, I that was is really developing. When they first put in Top Golf, because remember, how that- do you get there? You'd have to drive through neighborhoods. Yeah. You have to take this weird road next to the mm-hmm. when they first West opened. Side Rec Center, and yeah, it was did, weird. But yeah. then now the way when you go through there, yeah, there's a lot of development in that area. That's going to be probably the next booming area. Um, hopefully they'll be putting in because the one thing is too I always hear like oh what are they going to put in next I'm like what would be nice is another grocery store because when you go between the two areas it's there's the one over by Sunland and then there's the Albertsons by UTEP and that's it there's no real grocery store in that area the one on Sunland there's a Lowe's Sprouts Lowe's Big 8 on Sunland yeah Sunland and Mesa over uh, by there's the make the Starbucks and the McDonald's in that shopping. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But in that general area, though, there's really nothing. So it would be nice for them. I would love to see them put in a Trader Joe's. That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. I was thinking, you know. Cookie butter? That seems like a real uh, Whole Foods type of neighborhood over there. But if uh, if they had a Trader Joe's. Have you tried the sriracha bacon jerky that they have? Mm. Oh, man. It's like candy. 
I've never been in a Trader oh, Joe's. Like, I mean, it's legitimately like You've never candy. been in? No. I mean, I wanted to go. They got one in Tulsa. <laughs> so I wanted to go in, not to get anything. I just wanted to see what the big hubbub was about. But they were closed. I don't know if it was, it was Christmas time. I think it was like too close to Christmas. We or cruised into one on one of our trips to Austin, and my wife was not impressed. But that's because oh, a lot she of wasn't. The, no, because a lot of the stuff that's there, it's for meals at home, and we're staying in a hotel with no kitchen. So yeah, all of the stuff that was available was pointless for us to purchase. You know what I mean? Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's would be dope, but also if an HEB went in there, in that shopping area. I'd be stoked. Were you impressed by Whole Foods when they opened, or had you already been to Whole Foods already before been to they opened? Yeah, I've been to Whole Foods. Been, I'm from Oregon. There's these stores all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. It's a really expensive apricot. You know what I need? Oh, look. Plastic container around my oranges. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's really expensive fruit that is gonna, that's going to go bad within a couple of hours because they don't put any preservatives Did in. You, do you remember that episode <laughs> of, of The, the Simpsons? Simpsons? Yeah, where, where they, they open so up. It turns bad. Like they <laughs> scan it and it gets to the end of the conveyor belt and it's already gone bad. Apu's yep. nephew opens like a Whole Foods type of store in that one. Oh, we're going to miss Apu, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, so what are the closures? Anything I need to be aware of? Do you recall from the article? For you personally, I don't yeah, believe me. so. I don't care about the millions of people listening. I just want to know how it affects me. For you, like at the time I wrote a whole article called "Here, Buzz, Please Don't Go This Way," and you're like, "Sick, I'm going to do it." Um, I think you're good. I'm the one that's going to have problems because Mesa is going to be shut down between. Um, oh, that paving. Yeah, that's been going on. So it's going to be shut down from yeah. basically where Walgreens is all the way up until Brentwood, right here at this intersection. Oh well, you just. Um, Let's see, I'm trying to give you some directions. I just take, well, I take the back road, but the one that needs to know is Joanna, because she exits the freeway on Mesa and then takes it all the way down here. So she has to be told, because then... She, exits the freeway, like the downtown, downtown Mesa, Mesa or the executive Mesa? No, the downtown one. Oh, she needs to go to executive. Well, That'd I be think, quicker anyway. Well, sometimes they have that area shut down, too. Yeah. It's a crapshoot, man. Yeah, um... Mesa between Sunland and Festival will be closed Wednesday and Thursday. What, during the day or just at night? At night, 9 to 5 a.m. Uh, now see. Brandon, do you take Mesa or where do you go? Um, recently, I've been taking the freeway. I've been taking the freeway because it's been working okay. Yeah, hop on the freeway and take it to executive. I haven't got screwed over by going on I-10 for, gee, a couple months now. Uh, executive east and west between Mesa and Paisano. I'll turn... Um, alternate lane closures during the day. Yeah, it's not really going to affect us too much. Yeah. Because I think it, it, was, it starts at 7 a.m., so we're already at work. Piedras, Rainer. No, I think you're good, Buzz. I think you're good this week. Okay. How about how about the East Siders? Because uh, I know we have, we have listeners all over town. <laughs> yeah, I-10 East between Airway and McRae. There'll be alternate lane closures at night. Um, I-10 East between Sunland Park and Mesa. Right lane closed. There's a lot of construction going on. I'm clicking on this article about George Martin just because I assume that's Elise. No, Joanna. Joanna. Uh, New Mexico denies George R.R. R. Martin's request to build a castle. I am offended by this. Why would he want a castle? Why wouldn't he just build a house that looks like a ship since he wears that like Greek fisherman's hat all the time? Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. It says that he wanted to um, exceed the building height limit. 
in the historic oh, district Fe. where he lives. Hey, that whole Santa Fe. I don't know if you've ever been up through Santa yeah, Fe before. That, and that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. You can drive, if you're not paying attention, you can drive through Santa Fe, which is a you know, a city of 75, 80,000 mm-hmm. people without even realizing there because they got these rules about what kind of housing you can have. You can't have like a like a red brick two-story Tudor. It has to be the Pueblo style. Or Adobe. Mm-hmm. Or Adobe I mean, style home. I think they may mean the same thing. Yeah. But it's so camouflaged because it matches the ground. The first time I drove... I didn't realize I was in Santa Fe because everything was camouflaged, it seemed like. So what he wanted to build a seven-sided castle. <laughs> George R. R. Martin, I love him. who wrote Game With of Thrones. A dice tower in the middle so he can play D&D. <laughs> decided he wanted to build a seven-sided castle at his compound. His neighbors did not want that there. So I got a quote here. Uh, According to the Associated Press, the city's historic district's review board on Tuesday denied a a request to allow Martin to exceed the building height limit in the historic district where he lives. You know, if I were George R.R. Martin, I'd just just live in Meow Wolf. Like, wait till everybody goes home. Wouldn't that be... I want to have a house like Meow Wolf where it's like you get in an oven and it actually is a door to another room. Wouldn't that be trippy? I feel like he would love that, too. Uh, As I was going through Meow Wolf, and I, I'd never gone through it before. If you guys don't know, it's so cool. it's like a fun house, but on acid. Yeah, right on acid. I've never taken acid, so you'll just have to take Lisa's word on that. I guess. <laughs> I just remember when I went what? up there, like to visit, when they all invited me, like the people from Meow the Wolf. Meow Wolf people. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have a rave tonight on the playa. If you want to come." I'm like, "Excuse me." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Uh." I don't. I feel like I'm going to get lost on the playa. Maybe hit the top of a plateau or something. I'm good. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stay in Santa Fe instead. It's uh, enchanting. And when beautiful. I was going through it, I was like, honestly, like, how could I work it so that my fireplace actually goes into a billiard room and the billiard table is actually like a trampoline or whatever? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How much would that cost me? Uh, anyway, back to the decision on George R. R. Martin. Uh, the project included a roof deck and an elevator tower. This is a castle, remember. Mm-hmm. Board member Frank Katz said, it's a medieval castle, and I don't understand how we could possibly approve it in this style. You know, because, like you said, it's that Pueblo uh, style for almost everything. Like, Also, finding a McDonald's, because you're looking for the giant golden arches, they have a rule in Santa Fe about how big your signs can be. Mm-hmm. And that even includes fast food places, so... It's like you could pass the McDonald's and not see it because it doesn't have the gigantic golden arches. Right. I love. I do love Santa Fe, though. I think it's great. A little well, bougie. It's, it, yeah, a little bougie. But a little it's, bougie. You can take your dogs in any store you want to go to. Yeah, it is. Have you ever noticed that? I wouldn't because they're just savages. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine me taking my dogs into, like, a boutique? No. Especially, like, there's that one in the middle of the plaza they have that fur store and like a hat is like $900. I can just imagine Jerry. He's like, I'm going to eat it. That's a cat. And I know it. All right. You want to uh, get a break in here? We'll come back and yeah. we got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here's the telephone number. Uh, feel free to give us a call. On the toll-free studio line during the show, it's 844-305-6210. That's 
6210. Uh, Lisa, so here's a story that we had the news earlier. Uh, Somebody just walked up to a car with two L.A. sheriff's deputies in it and shot them both. So those Mm -hmm. deputies are in the hospital critical condition. Yes. And has there there been an update that they have a video, you know, there's like a surveillance uh, video that shows the person walking up. I don't know how, how much you can tell from the video. Uh, it is pretty graphic. Uh, you're able to tell the the suspect walks up to the vehicle and uh, a point blank range just immediately starts firing into um, the vehicle. There's another uh, angle of it where you do see the female uh, deputy gets out. Um, she is shot in the jaw and covered in blood, but she's able to not only call for help, but apply a tourniquet to her partner who is also um, seriously injured. I know they're analyzing this to find out just anything they can to try and figure out who the perpetrator of this is, but... There is a $100,000 reward right now for any information that would lead to an arrest of who the the gunman is. Look how look, look how little the person looks. It looks like it's either a, a small woman or a, a very, very small man. Like his head doesn't, and he is kind of like in a crouching position as he approaches, but his head isn't higher than the the roof of the police car or the sheriff's deputy's car. Right now, officers uh, say that they have a very, very generic description of the shooter to go on. Um, what are we going with? I, I believe well, that's just what I, I have. Oh, from, they they don't say specifically what the generic description is. Uh, I don't have it here. Brandon, you seen this? Doesn't it look like a like a li- either a tiny little adult or a kid uh, walking up in this in this unconscionable shooting? Mm-hmm. Somebody's short. I haven't watched the actual video, but I've definitely like he almost has to aim up. Seen the to headlines. get into the to. To the side window. It looks like it's a, he shoots into the passenger side window. It shoots both of the well, but I think uh, deputies that's an SUV. I don't think that's a car. Is that right? I think it's a, 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 a based on my judgment here. Okay. Is it looks like it's an SUV? Well, again, you shouldn't take our analysis of the video. There are going to be people right. much more qualified than us that are looking into this. But yeah, and I mean, this is. Um I mean, it's just so it's so difficult. I mean, there's somebody sh- passing here. It looks like they've got a witness. If they could identify who this passerby is, as the as the shooter is running away, it looks like that that person might have got a good look at who the shooter was. But you also don't know if they're going to talk. I mean, the the shooting comes hours after there were hundreds of demonstrators gathered to protest the death of um, an African American man who was shot by members of the sheriff's department. Uh, the department has faced criticism during recent protests over racism, police brutality. Uh, it's unknown, though, if that is a factor in this shooting. Um, Los Angeles's mayor, Eric Garcetti, said, of course, there's an important conversation going on about policing in the country. Well, but just, these folks are also putting their lives on the line for us, and we want to find justice for them, too. To be clear, from what I'm seeing in the video and from you know what we're getting from the reports, which doesn't go into great detail... The police weren't interacting with this guy. No. They hadn't pulled this guy over. They were parked. I don't know what they were parked for, but this guy seemingly just comes up to them and they're unaware of his presence until he walks up. I don't know if they saw him, you know, right before he shot or whatever, but it wasn't like there was any kind of confrontation going on with the police. The police weren't hassling this guy. We know that for a fact, right? No, this looks like a a cold-blooded shooting. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 
So both. And, uh, and it's hard because then you have, I think and it, it, it's angering because people are just, there's people, some people who are just so on one side or the other side. I mean, there's a video of a, a gentleman who was on, I think, Facebook Live or something who's laughing um, by the watching the huge police response to the deputy shooting and laughing, saying, um, I hope they I hope the pig dies. And to me, it's just it's baffling how you people can say that. And the protesters who are outside of the hospital chanting that we hope they die or I hope they die. I, I, I can't even imagine having that kind of hate in someone's heart. Well, and, and I think people on both sides of, you know, recent police protest are are condemning this. Who the hell would think that I would actually agree with Pierce Morgan for once? I mean, he wrote an opinion piece saying that the senseless sheriff shooting by a cowardly criminal is just as horrific as George Floyd's death at the knee of a cowardly cop and if you don't agree then you're a part of the problem and I I, I agree with it that says statement. here as the deputies received care at a Los Angeles hospital a small number of protesters gathered where the deputies are being treated they reportedly blocked the entrances and exits and were heard chanting we hope they die now I guess that is covered under free speech if somebody wants to get out and chant something like that but blocking the entrances and the exits to a hospital mm-hmm. those people should be arrested and and prosecuted i feel like and i mean i certainly don't condone chanting we hope they die and you know saying i have a message for the for these cops fa- uh, families it it might be as sick as it sounds you know like a free speech thing but I don't think much of anybody who'd exercise their free speech like that, for sure. So both of the presidential candidates have responded uh, to this event. And I'll start with Joe Biden. Joe Biden said this cold-blooded shooting is unconscionable and the perpetrator must be brought to justice. Violence of any kind is wrong. Those who commit it should be caught and punished. Jill and I are keeping the deputies and their loved ones in our hearts and praying for a full recovery. So that was uh, Biden's response. Uh, Trump, uh, in his response, see, even his response to this is is offensive to me. Like his his let's see, is this his first tweet or his second tweet? I'm trying to get the time here. Eleven oh five. Okay. It looks like his first tweet was he linked to the video. And said, animals that must be hit hard. All right, well, there's there's one person in this video that's shooting anybody. Why he made it plural, you know. But I don't need to parse every word that the president tweets. Animals that must hit hard, must be hit hard. But I feel like that's, at least on some level, trying to connect, hey, this guy didn't act alone. You know who else is like this? And then he leaves you uh, to answer the question, Who? Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all black people? What are you saying here when you say animals that must be hit hard? The following day, he followed up with, and and this is the one that that really galls me. uh, If they die, fast trial, death penalty for the killer. Only way to stop this. If they die, 
come on, these these people are fighting for their lives. Their families might read your tweet if they die. It almost sounds like you're hoping, you know, because you feel like it's going to be some kind of advantage to you. So even in the way they respond to this, I find I find a lot of fault with just the president's tone. It's not presidential. It's not the tone of anybody who's trying to uh, calm things down. I think it's just another example of him trying to put out a dog whistle, you know, for people. I think there are a lot of people who assume what the person's motivation, whatever the motivation is, it, it was not a good one. And I, I think everybody would agree with this, but if they die, meaning the deputies, fast trial, death penalty for the killer. I don't think they have the death penalty in California anymore, but I, I mean, just even in their responses to this, you can you can tell that Joe Biden, I'm not even going to say presidential, adult, like he speaks like an adult with, you know, he thinks about what he's saying. He thinks what the effects are going to be. He, it's a measured response. Trump's is like a Twitter troll, which I guess he kind of is. Uh, all right. Did you guys do anything over the weekend? Did you ever go out and see a movie or anything? No. I did watch football. I, I watched college on Saturday, pros on Sunday. Yeah. I got a few hours of football watching in there. Clemson looks really good. They were playing Wake Forest, but, you know, they Trevor Lawrence, probably your Heisman Trophy winner there. Well, I'd say he's probably the favorite right now. But a lot can change during the season, man. You never know. Uh, minors are at home on Saturday. They're going to be playing Abilene Christian on Saturday. And uh, that is another non-FBS opponent. So maybe we get another win on the board. Who knows? Maybe the season gets shut down after three games and the Miners have a season with a winning record. Mm. <laughs> uh, TV tonight. Dancing with the Stars is back. Tyra Banks is your new host, but really the story is that Carol Baskin is going to be on the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Carol Baskin. No, she's not going to be on the Tiger King. She's going to be uh, on Dancing with the Stars. She From Tiger King, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, the host of Catfish, so I don't know who that guy is. Uh, Neve Shulman. Yeah, but I'm not familiar with him. A Disney Channel star that I've never heard of. Uh, Charles Oakley, I've heard of him. He got kicked out of Madison Square Garden because he said something that uh, James Dolan didn't agree with, right? Wasn't that Charles Oakley who got mm-hmm. like banned from Madison Square Garden because yeah, he said something and the rude? Fans, and then the fans came to Oakley's defense. And I think Dolan tried to kind of be like, oh, okay, sorry, you can come back. And Oakley was, no, I'm not going back. Wasn't Oakley on the broadcasting team for a while? I mean, I mean, Oakley played around the league, but I think he's most associated with his years with the Knicks. Yeah, because remember, he was a bull with Jordan. Like yeah. that first year, he was kind of Jordan's... Uh, Protector, yeah, kind of his bodyguard on the court. He was the muscle, and but they ended up trading him, trading it or free agency. I think they traded him away uh, to New York. But yeah, he's definitely known for those kind of mid to late nineties New York teams with John Starks and Patrick Ewing. Those and, were tough teams. I mean, they they had a lot of they had their hands full with the Bulls, but those guys were tough. Those guys you were naming, those were tough dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's twenty like the last time the Knicks were relevant. Also on TV tonight, we got a couple of Monday night football games. They're doing two uh, at 2.15 this afternoon. So this is a really early game. Giants 
hosting the Steelers. And then the later game, which begins at 5.15, El Paso time, Broncos hosting the Tennessee Titans. But speaking of uh, Carol Baskin and Tiger King. Killed her. Husband. Whacked, whacked him. Mm-hmm. Can't convince me it didn't happen. Which, if you could, o- if you were only going to watch one of the movies or TV movies based on Tiger King, and your choices were the one where Kate McKinnon plays Carol Baskin, or the one where Nicolas Cage plays Joe Exotic, oh man, which one would you watch? Uh, this isn't even That's- a contest for me. Who you watch you the Nicolas Cage one. Yeah, yeah you watch the one with crazy Nicolas Cage. But she's so good. She's great. Carol Baskin. Killed her, husband whacked him. Yeah. Can't convince, convince me, me that, that it, it didn't, didn't happen. happen. Joanna's not actually here today, but it's like she is. Yeah, We're doing you, what we can to keep her here. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you get that crazy Nicolas Cage energy working oh. with that mm-hmm, with that crazy Joe Exotic energy. I wonder if Nick Cage will visit Joe Exotic in prison. You know, like to kind of actors get, yes, who take them their craft seriously try and get to know their subjects. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> Nicholas Cage will go to wherever Joe Exotic, I think Florida now, is in prison and get some no, tips. No, yeah, I thought he was moved. Was it? He started in Florida, I thought. And then he got moved to Texas. Oh, is or he? Or was it vice versa? I know he got moved. in Texas now, I okay. believe. Yeah, if I, if I could only watch one of them watching Nicholas Cage... Trying to out crazy Joe Exotic. That would really be something. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, I thought Steve was going to join us. Did you say that he had some kind of. He had of, a sales meeting, and I guess he's. Uh, yeah, but you said he had some kind of beef with something yeah. I wrote. Yeah, he had a problem with you uh, jumping into the Facebook chat when you said you weren't going to. That's not what he had a problem with. That's what I got a problem with. Listen, sir, I told you every comment you make in the Facebook chat, you owe us a day of Starbucks. We're up to Starbucks every day this week. Um, He's back in the chat, Lisa. How much Starbucks does he owe us now? All week. Okay. I I was trying to cross-post my my article about UTIP. You're so that's so, why I ended up you there. You are so full of crap. It was just like I no. was just cross-posting, and then it's like, oh, okay. well, the chat just opened up. What mm-hmm. What am I to do? Right. So uh, Stay the hell out there, buddy. What was the final against Texas? 59, 59 to 3. 59 Woo! to 3. And what did Steve say would be a like a like keep an encouraging? Keep it within three touchdowns. Right. So if they'd have lost 24 to 3. <laughs> You would have said, hey, listen, the Miners kept him within three touchdowns. Well, they didn't. And I, that's even, I, Texas really kind of called off the dogs a little bit there, too. So, I mean, they had, they were up early quick, and then they just didn't really have to do a whole lot after that. Let me let me double check the timeline of the scoring, but if I'm remembering correctly, because I wasn't able to watch it because oh, I don't have ESPN or the Longhorn Network. So While you're looking that up, I would. Yeah, they were up 43 uh, I'm sorry, 40, 44. Did they pull Ellinger 45. out and God, start putting in, putting in third stringers and stuff? Or well, did they ever get to that? Forty-five. They were up 45 to 3 at half. And then they just scored a couple of touchdowns uh, to wrap up the game. Was um, I given the time for Monday Night Football wrong? Yes. Is that confirmed? Start, yeah, the prep was wrong. Now, the prep this morning said that, that the early game starts really early. And this is Giants and Steelers. You're saying it starts at... It's like 5.15 our time? Yeah. 
Oh, they really boofed that one then. Yeah, somebody did their math wrong. They were going in the wrong direction. And yeah, the Oh, Texas, you think it was somebody trying to adjust for the time change uh-huh. and they put it on the West Coast time? Yeah, they, what they probably Christ. did is they might be based in Los Angeles. They saw the time and it was based, and they were guessing it was showing the Eastern time when it wasn't. So then they did the math themselves. And okay, then they so, brought it back three hours because if they see that it's at 2.15 Pacific time or whatever, or 5.15, and then they do that math, they're like, oh, like, I'll just I'll adjust for it when it was there. Did you have any trouble wrong. adjusting the mountain time? Because you moved here much. No. I moved here 30 years ago. You moved here more recently than that. It, it was not that hard to, to adjust to, right? Do you realize no. how impossible it is to communicate to people over the phone that El Paso is not in the same time zone that's as because, Dallas? That's because that's, we're all in Texas, and that's how they look at it, man. What? A state can't be in two different times. Well, we are, okay? I, something that was difficult for me to um, wrap my head around was um, the timing of the NFL games on the weekends. And when I was younger, early 20s, you, you know, you're sleeping in on Sundays, right? So I wasn't awake. Not me. I was going to church. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't awake for any of those games. Um, so, gosh, dang it. My phone just crapped out, and I can't text Steve back to jump on. What, do you want me to text him? No, I think I got it. Um, and it always happens at this time. Let me, let me give this schedule. So, uh, Giants, Steelers, that's at 5.15 El Paso time. Broncos and Titans is going to be at a... Well, now I don't know what. <laughs> I have no idea what they're... You know, they've screwed this up. Do you know what time the second game starts? Uh, I believe 7.15 our time. Okay. Are we talking football here? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, we're just talking about when people... No, I'm sorry, 8.10. It's five, for early game is 5.15 our time. The late game is 8.10 our time just how hard it is for people to adjust time zones like the people will screw it up and add three instead of subtracting subtracting three three, so i was going with that and giving it completely the wrong time for the games tonight so this is what happened when i first moved to florida was i was up early on a sunday i was like i get to watch the early games this is great because on the west coast they're at you know 10 a.m i didn't do the adjustment in my head that oh these games aren't on until one and it just I had to kill the rest of the day. And television sucks on Sundays, man. Hey, Cappy, uh, I know we're going to talk about football for the most part, but you follow hockey, right? Yeah. Yes. I watched a little bit of hockey. Do do all hockey players have ridiculous cartoon-sounding names? No, not because, all of them. Honestly, I was watching uh, the Islanders in Tampa – Tampa mm. Bay. It was like Shattenkirk to Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck back to Shattenkirk. Clutterbuck takes it up the rail. He passes it and score. Pat Maroon. Those are all actual names, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if they're all actual no, names. They are. Trust have... me. I was watching them and I wrote them down. There's a Shattenkirk I mean, and a Clutterbuck. The Lightning. The Lightning. They may have play a... on the same team. Listen, the Lightning have a 28 year old center who scored a, who scored 21 goals this year named Blake Coleman. So it's not exactly like you can't find common what a names weird in the NHL. Yeah, Blake and Coleman. Coleman together. Yeah, what is he? I Coleman. But there is, but there is a, but there is a Maroon. You're right. <laughs> Pat we Maroon. do have a Patrick Maroon. There's Pat a Clutterbuck and there's a Shatterkirk. Shatten, uh, Shatterkirk. Shatterkirk yeah, is right. As far as uh, Clutterbuck. That oh, might no. be on the um, that that could be on the on the uh, Islanders. Yes, we do. Have. We have a um, we've we've got a Cal Clutterbuck. That's I might it. watch more hockey if they all had like these these Charles Dickens style names. 
I like the names. Like I like hockey names. That's the best. I mean, where else are you I like get football names, names. like Semyon Varlamov? I mean, that's a great that's name a good, that for is a good player. One. You know? But NFL, anytime there's like a Jadavian or a Plaxico, I'm just like, I, I would just love to hear from the parents. Like, how did you come up with that? How about Andre Vasilevsky? Yeah, I mean, that's probably not an unusual, what is he, Russian or something? Or um, Ukrainian? Yeah, that's that's that, that's a pretty good guess. Um, yeah, he's Russian, but yeah. his last name is spelled V A S I L E V S K I Y. You might as well just be throwing out random letters at this point. I couldn't tell you what mm. that says. I got you. I wrote Smith. something. It means Smith. I wrote something about uh, UTEP. Something that we talked about last week. Brandon says you have an issue. I said, should UTEP football consider dropping down a level? That's nonsense. I, I look the art. The the argument we had took up way too much time. And as far as I'm concerned, I read the I read your article. You were off on the uh, attendance, by the way, for the um, for for the Chihuahuas. They averaged about 7,500 fans a game last year, a little more than that. And they actually have 7,200 fixed seats, so they averaged more fans than seats uh, last season. Because what is that counting like uh, skyboxes and stuff? No, that counts uh, All right, look, standing room only. Standing look. room only. They've got areas where you can stand up and still watch the game from different vantage points in the stadium. And, uh, of course, the grass as well, where you could sit in the grass and watch the game. It's not like the grass has seats. All right, let me let me run through this real quick. So UTEP is part of the FBS, and that is the elite of college football. Division I, NCAA, you've got the FBS, and you've got, I think, 123 teams. Not this season, because there are a lot that aren't playing football. Um, For now. And that's, the, that's the, the, the level that UTEP plays at. Well, they play an FCS team that is also a Division I school, uh, Stephen F. Austin, and they managed a victory. They were a lot more evenly matched against Stephen F. Austin than they were against Texas. That's an accurate question. That's an accurate statement, yes. That is an accurate statement. Maybe we should say, well, gee, maybe that's the level we belong on. Instead of getting blown out by 56 points, maybe we belong playing these teams that we have a chance of beating. What would They will generate no money. No money. They do they generate money now? They, yes, they do. Yes, they do. They do. Football generated $14 million last year. How much of that was the game? Like, how much were they making for the game where they just got stomped by Texas? Because they get a big chunk of money doing 1. that. $1.4 million. And they would still that. get that even if they went down to yeah. FCS. They could be an FCS that's team a, no, and go as a second. They could. They could no, get scheduled. Get because, you know what? Murdered. If you look at, listen to me, if you look at Texas and you look at their football schedule and who they play, they don't uh, They don't go up against FCS schools. They, for the most part, well, they, play FBS schools we're an, uh, on we're, a regular basis. We're an FCS school masquerading as an FBS school is what I would say. There you go. There you go. But no, they do not play, uh, they do not play FCS schools at Texas. They only play FBS, so that would mean that you would no longer be playing the Texas Longhorns. Do you know what was overheard as the Longhorn game this past weekend about the game against UTEP? What's that? It was just a minor inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I predicted 56-10. to 10. So you know what? It, it was right in line where, where, where I thought the game was yeah, going to be. What was you the gave 59 to 3 You gave so him a, a touchdown and a point after, but... <laughs> 
By the way, there was a there was a, a, a there was a touchdown pass right through the arms of a receiver in the end zone that would have made it uh, ten for Utah. But look, the point is, I, I this is about what I expected. I thought they were going to get outclassed and blown out. They're not on the level of Texas. The good news is, but we they are in the one. same level. That's my whole point. Is we're playing in a level where we're not only are we not as good as the elite teams, we're not as good as the secondary or even tertiary. Buzz. We're at the bottom. You know what we were ranked Buzz. this year going into the season seven. Six. I get it. Do you know why you we know weren't what? ranked number one twenty three? Yeah, because there are only seventy six. I know. I know. <laughs> but you have to. But you have to realize something. You got to realize something. All right, and that is that um, you know Texas can win the Big Twelve. They're already fourteenth. They could easily be you know a top ten team in the nation this year and have a chance to sure. go win uh, the championship. So that is you're not just playing an FBS school in Texas. You're playing one of the best FBS schools in Texas. No excuse because UTEP was disappointing. UTEP can still get blown out against teams that aren't anywhere near the top twenty five though. Listen, and usually I do see, right. I want to see how they handle Louisiana Monroe on the road. Um, and then their conference. And if they go in their conference and they can play, you know, and, and be competitive in their league, then obviously that's better than we've seen the last uh, last few seasons. So can you, nobody expected them to beat Texas. Can you take away anything uh, if they if they beat Abilene Christian this weekend, or is that just no, not even no. a factor? I expect them to beat Abilene Christian. I'm, I'm more interested in the in the uh, Louisiana Monroe Road game, and then their eight conference. Ooh, games. there's your headline. Those Steve are Kaplowitz the games. Looks past Abilene Christian. Ooh, okay. all right. Uh, we got to put a cap and, on and, it. And you can't. <laughs> that's good to say. By the way, we're going to be airing both Monday night games, so only one hour uh, and ten minutes of sports talk tonight. So all right, we will uh, have the Monday night doubleheader. Tune in to ESPN 600 KROD. Jesus, tell me it again. It's been like a whole year. What is it? 600 ESPN El Paso. 600 ESPN El Paso. If you really want me to remember it, make up one of these little label things or have David do it and post it in front of me. That way I'll remember it. All right. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long.